Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam is going to produce the program today. Uh, Hope you enjoyed Inside the Huddle. I, I say this just about every week when I do it, but it is so much fun for me uh, to be around uh, Coach Spurrier and uh, to be around Shaner. Um, it's just a lot of fun, and I really enjoy doing that. Today, uh, we're going to do a lot of high school stuff because uh, there's some really good games coming up. But we'll also um, be talking about Florida and LSU. So that's part of what's on the docket today. The play-by-play voice of LSU, Chris Blair, is going to join us at the uh, top of the 1 o'clock hour. Let me ask this question, and I'm going to use uh, two separate words here. Okay? Um Oh, by the way, I'm going to talk to O'Call's coach, R.J. Fewer. Uh, also, Quinnius Ingram at Hawthorne. They got a big game with Union County. But let me do this. Florida has a chance, a chance, to be 5-2 and two at the break. I, I don't know that a lot of people thought that was going to happen. So as you call in today, um, let me, are you encouraged or discouraged about where Florida is right now? Okay. And then Mark asked a great question. And I get asked this more than you would think. He says, During the times when you watch the Gators play football outside of the press box with friends or the privacy of your own home, does the fan come out in you? Do you clap, cheer, talk to yourself, maybe sometimes out of frustration, you know, be a fan like us? When I'm watching my teams, yes. For example, watching the Mets, and watching them not advance after winning 101 games, yeah, bothers me. I'm a fan. Uh, I'll clap. You know, I, I don't get overly demonstrative one way or the other. But, yeah, I mean, I'm human. I have, yeah. All right. High school football. Two good teams going to go at it this weekend. Union County will take on Hawthorne. And the Tigers head coach, Andrew Thomas, now joins us. Coach, thanks for doing this as always. Um, you know, this is, I mean, it's like any other, you know, if you're playing college ball, you want to play, you know, really good teams, you're playing in the NFL. Well, in high school football, two really good teams here. This, I'm sure it's not too difficult to get your kids ready to play this game, right? No, sir. I uh, appreciate you having me. Sure. Uh, uh, no, this is, this is a, a big-time game, uh, especially for, 
for our smaller schools. Um, I mean, Hawthorne's kind of been the, the team of this area that's kind of carried the torch the last couple of years, and um, I believe we're the only 1A team that's playing them this year as far as regular season. So, um, you know, if you want to if you want to get to the top, you got to play some of the better teams. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be a big-time game for, for, for both programs. I mean, I think it uh, can, can set both teams up uh, to where they – where we want to be as far as uh, playoff seedings go, um, and, you know, trying to trying to get in a situation where you, you've got home field advantage uh, when you go through your region and stuff. So um, a lot of implications as far as that goes. But, I mean, it should be a great atmosphere, uh, two good football teams going at it. Uh, it may be a little early in preparation, Coach, but as you look at Hawthorne on tape, what do you see? Um, they're athletic. I mean, that's the one thing that really stands out is – is how fast they are, um, but as well on both line of scrimmages, they're they're big. You know, they they they're they're huge on the O line. Um, defensive interior line is big. Um, their their kids uh, defensively, they play with good technique. Uh, they fly around to the ball. Uh, you know that I think that's what they've been real consistent the last few years is how well they play on defense and uh, you know that. Even if they, you know, they have struggles on offense at times, their defense carries them. So, uh, you know, and that's how you win football games. I mean, if you're great on defense, you, you're going to have some times where, where offense struggles. But um, they've been really consistent on that side of the ball the last few years, and you know, this team uh, as well. Um, you know, that that's a big thing that stands out. And I mean, they got playmakers offensively. You know, quarterback can can run and throw uh they got receivers that can do things well like i said they're big on the offensive line so you know it just poses a pose a big test for us that we know we're gonna have to play well you've won your last four and your last three especially coach you you scored a lot of points and you haven't given up very many or i guess coaches don't like saying we're playing our best football now but you must like the way your team's playing right now yeah, we're playing well. I think more is uh, more on the. I know you talk about the scores. But I feel like defensively uh, is where we've probably improved the most since the beginning of the year. We had a couple of kids out in our first game in, in Jacksonville. Not trying to make excuses, but we we weren't we weren't as good and we wasn't ready for that football game and got a little humble pie uh, and then had to turn around and play Columbia right. uh, get the get the first ever uh, actually in schools that never played. Uh, in a regular season, not an 11 man, I don't believe. And so to be able to win that one, find a way. And then we just kind of have built some confidence and um, uh, been more stable on that side of the ball. And uh, it's it's kind of led to offensively uh, for us to kind of get things going. And we have we have played better, uh, but but each week, uh, especially if you you play some good opponents, and we've had some good opponents this year that I think is going to make us better uh, down the stretch. So each week. You know, you, you just poses a different threat. I mean, Hawthorne, obviously, um, regardless of what we've done the last few weeks, we got to be ready to play Friday uh, because uh, you're not going to have an off game and, and beat those guys. You kind of alluded to this, Andrew, but I'll, I'll end with this because you, you said you had a couple of guys on defense out, but you've only given up, I think, 13 points or something like that in your last three games. Where do you think you've made the most improvement from the beginning of the year now? Is it on defense? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, uh, especially uh, things that people don't see unless they're close to our program, is some of our scrimmages and things earlier in the season where defensively was a struggle. Um, we had a hard time stopping ourselves. Uh, and then, 
I think it, it starts on the line of scrimmage. Uh, we've got a, a, a big threat back, uh, Marcus Strong. I mean, he's this kid uh, didn't play last year because of an injury, and we got him back, and he's kind of full go now. And I mean, this kid has blown up with with Division One offers in the last few weeks alone, and uh, he kind of sets the stage for us. But we got a lot of other kids up front that's really good, and uh, that that play is has helped out our back end on defense and and a lot of young kids in the secondary that hadn't played a lot of snaps and they're they've gotten confidence as well as far as coverage and and those things and i think it's just led to a lot of confidence for for those guys and getting game reps as well and when you play some when you play university christian you play columbia and and what's not seen we play baker county in the preseason game and and we're able to beat those guys who so we, we had some tough tests early on that I think helped us uh, mature and, and get better and then build confidence from it. And I would imagine the community is pretty jacked for this too, right? Yes, sir. I mean, we, we didn't play them last year, uh, and we played them a few years ago. So, you know, like I said, Hawthorne's been the team to, to have to, to beat here in the last few years and uh, to have an opportunity to play them, and we're playing them at home. Uh, you know, our community is excited. I mean, it's going to be a big-time big time game, and – I mean, we, we're we're liable to see each other again. You know, yeah, it's true. Late November or even in the state championship, how how the seedings get set up. So you never know, but it, uh, it'll be it'll be good for both programs. Uh, and and I mean, it's these games are worthwhile. And it's why you coach, why you play. No question, Andrew. I appreciate your time as always. Thanks for doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you. You got it. He's done a great job over at Union County, Andrew Thomas, and you will hear. Cornelius Ingram from Hawthorne with us in the 1 o'clock hour. 12.15, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll open up the phone lines and the emails as well for you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quartararo. The New York Yankees and Cleveland Guardians kick off their ALDS series matchup tonight. This is the sixth time that the teams meet in the playoffs. The Guardians are coming off of a AL wildcard series victory over the Tampa Bay Rays, and it will be Garrett Cole facing off against Cal Quantrill on the mound. You can tune in to coverage right here at 7 o'clock. Heading to the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning kick off their season against the New York Rangers in a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Puck drop is set for 7.30 from Madison Square Garden. The former voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert, will be Mr. Two-Bets for the LSU football game on Saturday. He spent 33 years as the voice of Florida Gators football. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarteraro. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch needs your help. If you can, step up and give a hand to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, which is located in Palatka. They exist because of your donations of unwanted vehicles boats rvs cars trucks just about any kind of vehicle if you have one of these please consider donating it to the road heaver boys ranch this facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and they're sustained by these donated vehicles they learn real life skills because they repair them and then they resell them your donations are tax deductible they go a long way towards helping a really great cause generosity in this case does a heck of a lot of good for more information, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go online to rbr.org. That's rbr.org and learn more. 
small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where you can walk up or drive through for the freshest burgers in town, made to order. They support local Florida cattle ranchers, and they still feature great milkshakes, including the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, and if you're in a hurry, you can order online for a quick pickup at DickMondells.com. Remember, open seven days a week. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. The best burgers, shakes, and fries you'll eat at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. How many times have you looked around your house and said, one day, one day I'll add that pool, or remodel that kitchen, or maybe even take a dream vacation? Here at Radiant Credit Union, we say that day could be today. With our low-rate home equity line of credit, you can access the value of your home to make your dreams a reality. We offer an easy application, low rates, and in some cases, no closing costs. Radiant puts your home equity in your hands. Visit RadiantCU.org slash HELOC and get started on your home equity line today. Federally insured by NCUA. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. Now that it's autumn, check window and door seals for proper insulation and replace your furnace air filter. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? This is Gators head football coach Billy Napier. Join me every Monday evening at 6 for Gator Talk, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox. 
and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Jim, hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks so much for taking my call. Hey, listen, I was calling to let you know about an outstanding performance Saturday by a young man from Williston, uh, and he's sophomore uh, quarterback, Quinion Mitchell. Yeah. And he had four interceptions, including two for pick sixes, in the Rockets, um, 52-32 win over Northern Illinois. Um, and then yesterday, um, he was named the Walter Camp Football Bowl Subdivision National, Defen- uh, National Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, it's just, it's just, just kind of amazing, um, his game he had Saturday. Yeah, and there's uh, yeah. a lot of guys on that team, for whatever the reason, are from the state of Florida. A yeah. lot of kids in that team yeah. are from the Florida, state. Yeah, Florida. Uh, yeah, I, in fact, a couple of days ago, just for the heck of it, I, I went through the Toledo roster. They have 16 kids from Florida. Yeah. So like so many northern schools, you know, including a lot of MAC schools, they, they really uh, they, they come down to Florida and they, they, get, they get their athletes that they need. And that's uh, one, of the re- that one, of, one of the reasons why that happens. One of the assistant coaches was on the staff, I think, at Plant High School in Tampa. And um, he, the, the head coach at Toledo, uh, uh, Jason Candle, found out about him, and Candle wanted to kind of jumpstart the offense. So he brought this, he he recruited this coach up to Toledo, and I think they're doing a good job. They're four and two, two and zero oh in the MAC West, and uh, got a big game Saturday against Kent. But uh, what a what an outstanding performance by Mitchell. That's just that's just simply amazing. There are just so many. I'm new to the area. I'm from Ohio, but. Boy, there are just so many good athletes in these in these small rural communities in uh, North Central Florida. It's it's amazing. Yep, sure is. So, okay, I just wanted to share that with you. Okay, thank you, Jim, for sharing. Appreciate that, Dick. Welcome to the program. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Great show. Uh, yeah, I think uh, just, just in reference to your last caller, I think the head coach at Plant, that guy Warner, his name is Warner Warner. I think he's an assistant now up at uh, Toledo, uh, who's the head coach at Plant when he had those championships and stuff like that. So uh, he probably has some good Florida connections. Um, I would say probably um, I'm, I'm happier with where the Gators are than where I thought they would be. So you're encouraged as opposed to discouraged. I'm encouraged, right. Yes. I, I think probably the major reason I'm encouraged is because um, unlike previous years, they're 4-2. and two. I think if you look at this team, I think I, I think I remember you saying it early in the season – I don't think we really thought this team was going to run away from people, that every game was going to be either maybe a game they could win or a game they could lose. You know, it's going to be that close. I mean, you look at Kentucky and Tennessee, it's almost like two one-score uh, losses. And you look at the rest of their schedule. They could win them all or they could lose them all. I think their defense is good enough. It's going to keep them in their games. And, and Anthony Richardson, the good thing I like is versus previous years, we don't have a first and goal from the six, five, six-yard line. And then three false starts later, we have third and goal, first and goal from the 30. I mean, I think we're not seeing a lot of the dumb. I think you can already see the discipline and the culture has changed. I mean, it doesn't seem like penalties have killed us in any one game really that bad this year. 
What do you what do you no, think? No, so I mean they only had one, and it, uh, ironically, it came after a timeout, which is a little right. odd. But I mean, okay, no, it's very hard to be perfect. But yeah, I mean that speaks for itself. I I don't know, top of my head, where Florida ranks in terms of uh, penalties, but it's I mean at least from the the eye test, certainly different in a, in a good way. Right, and and they seem to be playing a lot of true freshmen uh, versus some of you know you look at other schools and other games they see that are that are kind of really holding their own pretty good. They're not just throwing them out there and these guys are getting beat. But I think Shamar James is is, is playing pretty well. For a true freshman, I think at the end, he's playing pretty well for a true freshman, and and Devin Moore and these guys. So Kamari Wilson. So I think that bodes well for the future. It's not just, you know, these guys are going out there and just making mistake after mistake, and it's like, why is that young guy out there? These guys are they're holding their own pretty well, I think. So I'm encouraged. Okay, Dick, thank you for your All call. Right, Appreciate it, Paul. Welcome to the show. Hey Steve, I want to talk to you uh, real quick about um, if, if Florida ends up beating LSU this week, they'll be 5-2 and two and kind of where we are. Okay. Um, I, I think for me, and you, you blend that into a question you had about, you know, when you sit in the stands, you jump and cheer and you're a fan and all that, and I think everybody's got their own way of cheering or, or ragging on the team, I guess, as well. But I, I kind of think one thing that I've – and it's been hard for me to come to grips with is just thinking, like, you look at the last 10 games against Missouri, we're 5-5. Five and five. I guess we're 6-5 and five now if you count 11 games. But – that's what we are. We're a middle of the road SEC team. And I think, you know, I've gotten, I've just gotten over the fact that, you know, the, the, the talent's not there. You know, it's, it's really not, you know, I, I don't know if five and two, two and five makes a whole lot of difference. I think that we're still a couple years away from Billy having the players that he wants where we can't point to, well, Billy doesn't have the players that he wants. Does that make sense? Yes. But I, that, but I would tell you this, I, I do think, <clears throat> Paul, that five and two is better than two and five. I, sure. I I get your point in that, you know, it even though it's only two losses, the, they were both in the league, and you know it's sort of a middle of the pack team. But from a recruiting standpoint, I think, you know, if if you look, we're we're five and two now. Wait until you come here, you know, as opposed to two and five. That kid's going to go. Oh, maybe that 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 learning curve is going to be a little steeper. So I do think record does matter some. And one other question, real quick. I I know, and and I know, and the call-in shows after the game, I would I would just about my head would explode too with some of the stuff is said. But sometimes I hear people call in and they say, and so and so wasn't given effort, or the team wasn't given effort, and and you, for sake of argument, you it irritates you a little bit. But I heard I heard coach say that today. And I'm curious, maybe the next time he comes on, you know, he's Steve Spurrier. He can get away with saying his his eyeballs see lack of effort. But I wonder what he looks for and sees. Because I honestly, I can't really tell. It looks like they're all trying to me. I honestly can't say that I don't think a player here or there wasn't giving effort. I don't know that I'm watching that hard. But I'd be curious to see what that looks like or what explained what that looks like. You know, just because you lose don't mean that you weren't trying. Let me, let me give you an example of something about effort. If if the if a defensive lineman is asked to engage an offensive lineman, hold hold the ground, so to speak, so that linebackers can step up and make a play, well, could that be perceived by somebody watching the game as 
lack of effort. Well, he's not making the tackle. He's not rushing the passer. But he's doing the job he's asked to do. So, I mean, sometimes can you tell a guy isn't giving effort? Yes, I think you can, clearly. I've not seen lack of effort very much here. Now, they see tape. I don't. But I, I, I think the we, college I've alluded to before, much better discipline. Um, do I think you know players take a playoff once in a while? Yeah, I think NFL players take plays off. So, but I think overall it's better. Thanks, Chief. Okay, thank you, Paul. You know the stat that just blows my mind. We all know the number of draft picks that Georgia lost, right? And they're a good defensive team. They are dead last in the SEC in sacks. I had no idea of that. They only have six sacks in six games. You know where the leader is? Arkansas's got 21. Florida has 12. So as good as Georgia is, right, they, they're last in the league in sacks. Penalties. Somebody alluded that to, to that earlier about discipline. Florida is the second best team in the league in terms of penalty yards per game. Only 34 per game. Only Kentucky is better. And guess who the worst is? Tennessee. They're unbeaten, but they average almost 80 yards of penalties a game. They're just good enough to overcome it. Interesting. 1231 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dollar General is a proud sponsor of the 2022 ESPN Events College Football Tailgate Tour. Looking for really low prices on the items you use most? Then stop in at your nearby Dollar General, where you can get in, get out, and get on your way. Dollar General is your official retailer for tailgating and home gating, whether you're on your way to the stadium or watching from home. With brands you know and love to make game day your favorite day. Dollar General. Save time, save money every day. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. 
Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. Come celebrate Tom Petty's birthday in Gainesville this October 20th, 21st, and 22nd at Heartwood Soundstage for three days of music and stories, 20 different acts, all playing Tom's biggest hits. The best part? It's free. Go to TomPettyWeekend.com to reserve your free ticket. Sponsored by Melvin Law and Visit Gainesville, Alachua County. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Gator fans and students want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives. Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries. From professional athletes to weekend warriors, they care about helping people get back in the game. And so do their employees. If you're looking to make a difference, join a global company that provides exciting career opportunities and unique benefits with locations in Florida, South Carolina, and California. Check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today's skies turning mostly cloudy. A few afternoon showers can't be ruled out along the I-95 corridor. Warm and breezy. Highs in the mid to upper 80s. Wind gusts to 15 miles an hour possible. Tonight, partly cloudy skies turning mostly cloudy. Patchy, dense fog possible tomorrow morning with lows near 70. And widespread showers and thunderstorms are expected throughout the day tomorrow, especially in the afternoon. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. For the New York Jet fans... And Coach Robert Sala, just understand, I have a no exchange policy. So you can't come back to me with your receipts. You buy and you keep it. That's just Buyer it. beware. Buyer beware. So thinking that you're getting ready to clown me in a couple weeks as you pile up victories, not going to happen. <laughs> Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Got some leftover emails. Uh, one is, how about those Braves? They haven't done anything yet, but um, we'll see. If you love baseball, you love today, don't you? A smorgasbord today in the playoffs. Uh, Steven, could there be another upset or two in the baseball playoffs? Do you think the favorites will advance in these four series? Well, don't ask me, Steven, because... I was way off. Um, now, did I think the Phillies would win? No. I thought the Mets would win the round that they did and then get beat later. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm the wrong guy to ask because I, I didn't do well there. Daryl says he's encouraged with the possibility of being 5-2 and two at the break, a work in progress. Fan doesn't come out when the defense gives up three and long plays. Who do you like between the Phillies and the Braves? I like the Braves. 
I mean, it, look, if the if the Phillies get starting pitching, they could hang. I'm not enamored of the Phillies bullpen though, so I, I like the Braves. Um, I'm not sure what this is from Patrick. If Alabama didn't have a big A, what does that mean? Uh, based on this year, they'd probably be ranked 18. You'll have to tell me what the heck that means. And he says uh, Yankees versus Guardians. I like the Guardians here. The only thing with the Guardians, though, is, as you saw against the Rays, they have no power. They have to rely on putting the ball in play, running bases, and their pitching. The Yankees pitching has been a little suspect, and I suspect the Guardians will pitch around Aaron Judge and make somebody else beat him. BB says, uh, is ex- the same as expected since January. Thought the Packers-Giants game was interesting. Surprised to see Rodgers passes tipped not once but twice at the end and not score. Uh, he says with his Saints and the Gators, um, the Saints and the Gators have some things in common. Things will be going better, but you have new coaches and quarterbacks that have their ups and downs, haven't proven themselves to be as effective and polished as ones of the past. Glory day, memories, and to a certain extent, relevancy have faded. One can only hope they can figure it out, a uh, way to see it back again. Yeah, I think that is certainly the case here. Chris says, in the NFL, the quarterback's the most important player. They want to protect them, but you can't legally tackle a quarterback in the NFL anymore. It might sound ridiculous, but maybe put a flag on the quarterback, and when it's pulled, the play is dead. What would you do if you ran the NFL in relation to how quarterbacks are overprotected? I understand protecting the quarterback. I have no issue with protecting the quarterback. But last night was ridiculous. And there's been a lot of other ones, too, you know, where, for example, if the defensive guy sacks the quarterback and then sort of rolls his body on him, so what? So what? If you hit him after the whistle, then call it. But if now, if you're a lineman, not only do you have to try to sack the guy, but then make sure you bounce off him so that, you don't linger on him. And I think it's it's eyesight, right? I mean, I think if you're a fan, you can sort of tell what it is and isn't. But I, I don't know, Chris, to your question, that you can legislate this without it being ridiculous a little bit. James, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Yes. Uh, good afternoon to you. Yeah, uh, I, I think your first question that you proposed about uh, – if the Gators are five and two at the break, are you happy with that? And uh, I, I am. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think Napier still is working with uh, work in progress with the players. And when he gets some of his own players in there, I think you're going to see even more improvement. And I think that's why he's gambling on some of those, uh, a lot of those fourth and, uh, you know, shorts um, calls because uh, maybe the defense just isn't there. Um, that's my comment there. But a uh, question for you mm-hmm. on the Mets. Mm-hmm. The Mets, did I hear correctly that they did not sell out the deciding third game? I didn't see that. 
I mean, it was, it was a good crowd there, but I don't know that they sold out. And that's not terribly unusual uh, because of the ticket prices now. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. And then, hey, I want to get your take on um, roughing the quarterback in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Are we, are we going to, like, uh, you know, how, what, how long is it before we just, like, do two-hand touch on the quarterback in the pocket or put some kind of sensor on their uniform? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what, what, what are we going to here? Well, I, if I could answer that, I'd probably be employed by the NFL. But I, I know it sounds ridiculous, what you're saying, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, right? Because if you're truly going to you, – you can't just – and I'm being facetious here. You can't just two-hand touch the quarterback because that really just makes it stupid. But if you're trying to protect the quarterback and yet keep the integrity of the game, I, I'm not quite sure – what you do because now you can't hit him and you know above the waist below the waist you can't tackle him so <laughs> i'm not sure what the answer is going to be but something's uh, got to give here tell you, there, there's going to be a, like a big button that you have to push the button on their waist yeah <laughs> something something <laughs> all right steve enjoy the show yes thank sir you. james thank you yeah I, and, and let me ask that as a fan what would you do are, are do you think quarterbacks are Overprotected. They are. Quarterbacks are overprotected. Protected. But I get why. I understand why. But can somebody not come up with a better way to do it? Is it that hard? I mean, maybe it is. But just because if you're not going to allow the quarterback to be physically hit, right, well, then, as stupid as it sounds, two-hand touch him, if that's what this is going to be. Chris, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, I I just wanted to talk about uh, the progress like halfway through the season as we're seeing it now, because I'm seeing a lot of panic in Gator fans and, and I'm, I'm seeing this sentiment come up over and over again, that this is just must champ 2.0, a guy that's like super detailed with a plan to win, wants to do it with a blue collar style, win one score games. And I think Gator fans have some PTSD around this um, because they've been told to be patient and things are going to work only for it to not work for 15 years. So, um, I have seen progress, but there's a couple of things happening schematically, and I wanted to see what your opinion on this is. On defense, we have not rushed more than three or four guys very often. We finally started to against Missouri, but it looks to me like we're playing zone about 70% of the time, and we're trying to maybe mask some deficiencies we have. Um, But some of our guys are not comfortable doing that. And it looks like we're How do you know that? To, How do you know that? Well, I'll give you an example. Jason Marshall. Jason Marshall looks really, really comfortable in man, does not look comfortable in zone. He looks like a completely different player. If you watch his game film from last year to this year, he looks like a different dude. Um, and, and, and AR on offense is another example. You have a prime example this year 
We opened it up. We have him facing the defense in shotgun. He throws for 450 yards. When he's in pistol running play action with his back to the defense, he looks bewildered. Uh, and, I, and I think what's happening is that Tony and Napier are trying to say, this is the base system. Get really good at this. And I think probably Napier, I want to see what your opinion on this, probably thought we could beat Eastern Washington and Missouri in a one-score game and get AR used to this pistol play action system. But he knew that we could not do that against Tennessee. And so he was willing to adjust his playbook to do what AR is comfortable with. And I wanted to see if you were the coach, do you do more adjusting to what your players do well to win games? Or do you say, I'm trying to build long-term here and I'm going to force the system. So you have to get really good at doing what we're doing. And so I just wanted to see, because what we're seeing right now, obviously on offense, this passing game that we've seen a few of the games this year, the, the routes aren't super complicated. Um, on defense. Okay, okay, let, let, let me stop you there. Let me stop so you there. Cause I you're just going to see what you have to say. Um, I've never known a coach. I have never known a coach to say you're going to run this system be damned. I, I, I'm sure it's happened. I've just never known one. Because a coach's job is to win the game at hand. It's not long term. You owe it to the team you're coaching to win by whatever means necessary to win. So why would you put your quarterback in a position where you think he's not going to be successful? Why would you put your team in a position to not be successful that week just because you have a system? I, I, well, I, I just I mean, don't I see that. Of things, I think a couple of things could be at play here, Steve. I think maybe in practice when pressure's not coming at AR, he looks good doing it, and we think going into the game he can do it. And then game time, live bullets coming at you, it reverts back to that. That's the only explanation I could come up with with why you run shotgun primarily and open it up against Tennessee, but you don't against these other teams. The only reason I could think to do that, I don't think Napier wants to win close games. I just think he wants to win, but I do think he wants to get AR better at doing the thing that it will help him long term and it'll help us maybe next year it'll help him in the nfl to get good at doing no see that 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 does that has zero bearing what he does in the nfl no college coach should care the college coach's job is to win the football game that week period so then back to my original point so if it's not that we are trying to prepare guys then is it must champ 2.0? No, it's too early to tell that. Because here's the other thing. What what fans disregard in any of this discussion is the other team and what they do. Kentucky and Missouri's defenses are good. And it's no coincidence to me that Richardson struggled against them and was lights out against Tennessee. Why? Because Tennessee's awful. On defense, awful. Well, I I agree with you there, Steve. But I also think there are two classes of coaches. There's the coach who says we do what the defense gives us, and there's a coach that attacks. And uh, you know, there's variations on those data points. But but obviously, you know, do you think Lane Kiffin ever goes, ah, we just took what the defense gave us? 
like primarily as a strategy. Maybe he does do that, but as a strategy, those are two different mentalities. All right. Thank you for your call. 1249 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Julie ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. Tonight, the Cleveland Guardians will take on the Yankees in Game 1 of their series in the MLB playoffs. The Guardians are coming off of a two-game sweep against the Tampa Bay Rays in the Wild Card Series. The first pitch is scheduled for 737 in New York, but you can find live coverage and updates right here starting at 730. The Tampa Bay Lightning will head to New York today to take on the Rangers. Puck drop is set for 730. The Gator volleyball team defeated LSU in a five-set thriller over the weekend. They are now 13-3 on the season and 5-1 in the SEC as they head to Mississippi on Friday to take on Mississippi State. Florida football held off Missouri on Saturday, coming out on top 24-17. The team will take on the LSU Tigers this weekend in the Swamp. Longtime voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert, will be the voice of Mr. Tubitz. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Cards to see at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, the place to go if you're looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Friends, it's really that simple. The Cousins family has been doing this for over 40 years, and since the first day they opened their doors... It is what they've done. Gives you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The selection is great. All kinds of different makes and models. Cars, trucks, SUVs, foreigns, domestics. They do their very best to get the widest selection of vehicles there so you get the best choice of these kinds of vehicles. You can check out what's there online, secars.com, or go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue here in Gainesville. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Boost their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discounts prices on your airline tickets book a flight today to london paris madrid or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed call the international travel department right now at low-cost airlines 802-341-4542 802-341-4542 802-341-4542 That's 802-341-4542. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real, lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. If you're living with joint pain from injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis. You've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Call QC Kinetics now. 
Don't keep living with that pain. Learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back with no drugs and no surgery. Now with clinics in Ocala, the Villages, and in Gainesville. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. After Halloween, your used jack-o'-lantern and other gourds are great additions to any compost pile. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? The future is now. Bulls out, Gators say they have it Gators renew their rivalry with the LSU Tigers. To the five, chop, 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 touchdown, Gators! Kickoff is set for 7 Eastern, 6 Central, with pregame starting at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Tony says, those people who want us to play for next year, you want to see Napier look guys like Ventura Miller in the eye and say we're going to play this season out to prep for 2023? My point exactly. Austin, hello. Hey, Steve. How's John? Good. Um, yeah, you know, um, in regards to your question about uh, how I'd feel if we were 5-2 and two at the break, um, I think that, you know, I feel pretty good about that, you know, going into uh, the break because, you know, I mean, we've won games that we I think should have won, and we've lost some, you know, the Tennessee and the Kentucky game, games that we were really in at the end. So, you know, I, I thought we were in every game, and, uh, you know, looking forward to the rest of the um, schedule, I, I think that probably the toughest game would be Georgia, um, and I think the rest of the games are really winnable. Um, so I would probably, you know, I'd say that we, it's realistic possibility that we could go 9-3 and three on the year. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, and that, but that's the way – things are now where it's also possible they could go six and six that that's just where it is now right and i think you said it the other day you know it was either you or somebody else that said you know that uh florida could win every game or lose every game and like you know that's kind of the way well i mean that's exactly what you just said but you said it a different way on the post game show but you know i i get that point so you know i guess that's what we got to do with this team going forward for at least for now yep all right thank you steve enjoy the show austin thank you adam will be our final caller of the hour adam hi hey steve thanks for the show today i uh, appreciate inside the huddle this morning uh as well um i'm i'm extremely encouraged um by the progress of this team um i, I i'm maybe i'm solo on this but when a team has one penalty for five yards that displays uh discipline culture unity 
they've come a long way. And they're 31st ranked. I just looked it up. They're 31st ranked in the country right now as opposed to last. I think people forget that in the entire country last year. So um, things are going in the right direction. Um, your last caller that you know was talking about Muschamp 2.0 and, and that, and he brought up a good point you know, to, to be discussed. However, this is not Muschamp uh, 2.0. Billy Napier, I don't think people give enough credit to the coaching staff and how independent each game is in the foe that you're facing. Of course it is. Yes. Right. It, it's extremely important. And each game is individual and it's independent of itself. And if if Billy Napier can have AR throwing 450 yards a game, he's going to do it. And I think we're in really good hands. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of progress. And uh, I, I, I'm just really impressed so far. And hopefully we take out LSU. Go Gators. Thanks, All right. Steve. Thank you, Adam. Um, if, if you and I don't have this in front of me, if you looked at what uh, Napier did at Louisiana last year, okay, and you look at the offensive numbers, go look at them, and you will see they ran it more than they threw it. And their quarterback was a dual-threat guy. Okay? So... That's sort of his M.O. He, he, he runs the football more than he throws it. But is there going to be a game where, because of what the defense dictates or whatever, that they throw it more than they run it? Yeah, I mean, Florida's problem has been not running enough plays for whatever the reason. I mean, fifty was it 55 and 46, something like that, last two weeks? And yet they're getting the production they're getting despite the fact that they have not been able to run a lot of plays. But, again, we can continue the discussion around our guest in the 1 o'clock hour, but do you think Napier is trying to force his system? We'll talk about it. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of being here and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. 
College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. When you are injured in an accident, do you really want to call an attorney's office based on the size of their firm? You should ask yourself this question. Can I afford to get lost in the shuffle at a time when I need individualized attention the most? I'm Jack Fine, Gainesville's accident attorney for over 40 years at Fine Park Ashram Parla Piano. When you call our office, you will speak to one of our four experienced attorneys at no charge. Fine Park Ashram Parla Piano. Local representation, big firm results. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. Ready to let the great times roll? All you need is a crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light. On game days. For summer fun. And firing up a barbecue with family and friends. An ice cold Bud Light makes your good times great. No matter what time it is, it's always time for a Bud Light. Copyright 2022, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Drink responsibly. There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years, Stop by any of our nearby locations or visit RadiantCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us. San Potosa producing today. Don't forget we got uh, playoff baseball tonight for you, Guardians and the Yankees. But right now we're going to talk football. Florida LSU renews its rivalry. Play-by-play voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair, now joins us. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Hey, Steve. Good to talk to you again. Same here, man. Thanks for doing this. Um, Okay. Uh, I think there's a lot of similarities here, Chris, with LSU and Florida you know, first-year coaches, first-year coaches trying to establish what they do. But over the first few games here for LSU, give us the the, the overall view of where this football team is right now. Yeah, Steve, I think you're, you know, right on with, with comparatives. I mean, I think both coaches came in and realized that there was going to have to be a, an overhaul to build this thing to the standard that both LSU and Florida fans expect. And, You know, they did that through the transfer portal. They did that through a couple of key players coming back from a year ago. But in essence, uh, they're doing, you know, they're doing the best with the the hand they were dealt. 
Um, and for LSU, you know, I think it's it's a real you know overhaul in the in the way things are done every day. I mean, it's a completely new coaching staff. Only one holdover uh, from last year on that staff for LSU, and and they go about doing things differently as any new coaching staff does. Um, you know, you go back to January in the bowl game where LSU had just over 30 scholarship players. And I think there was some optimism simply because I think Brian Kelly does a good job. His system certainly has proven to work at every stop he's been at. And I think there was some optimism that this team would come out miraculously better than they were the previous two seasons. But I think for the most part, LSU is about where all of us that follow the program thought they would be. They've been very up and down. There have been a few consistencies, and that has been the defense has played, for the most part, very well. I think has its identity under Matt House in his first year. Offensively, though, LSU has been consistent in the fact that they are slow starters. They get themselves in a deep hole. At times, they've been able to get going using a little tempo, mainly in the second half. But against good teams, as the schedule gets deeper, that's just a problem that's going to be hard to overcome, and that's exactly what happened on Saturday. Uh, got down 20 to nothing, and pretty much from the opening kickoff, things just went awry. And against good teams, you're just not able to do that and come back and win. Um, where have the Achilles heels been? It looks like offensive line may be an area. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think that's the weakest link uh, of the team, uh, simply because this coming Saturday will be the seventh different combination LSU's used on the offensive line, and oh, by the way, this is week number seven. So that should tell <laughs> yeah. you that uh, they haven't found that right combination. Now, some of that's due to to injury. Obviously, Garrett Dellinger uh, was out last week, um, tried to get back in, I should say, against Auburn. He was out, came back in last week, uh, had a cast on his left hand, then was injured to the to the knee, and he's going to be out. They think optimistically for two to three more weeks. So. He's going to be shelved again. Uh, they've had changes at center. Um, they've, they've had some help with two freshman tackles and Emory Jones Jr. and Will Campbell. But Will Campbell had a medical episode on Friday night, uh, was in the hospital through, I think, until yesterday. Uh, not sure on his status for this week. Obviously didn't play last week. So I think that's where it starts. Um, and that's impacting everything. It's impacting the running game, obviously, where LSU only averaged two yards per carry. Uh, utilizing three running backs last week. Just could not get anything going consistently. And, you know, again, second half of games against Mississippi State and Auburn, they were able to establish the run enough to, to put the game on ice, but not consistently. And then in the passing game offensively, they just have no ability to stretch the field and really make defenses respect the long vertical passing game. Everything's underneath. Everything's a check down. Um, and they haven't been really able to use some of the great weapons they have at receiver. Obviously, in Keyshawn Booty, uh, Malik Neighbors, and Jack Besh, a lot of the throws are underneath, and it's incumbent upon the receiver at that point to then make a big play yards after the catch, and in most cases, yards after contact. Is that because of the lack of protection on the offensive line? I think some of it's lack of protection. Coach Kelly will tell you that it's maybe indecision or – not the right decision from uh, Jaden Daniels. I mean, look, he's a fantastic athlete, has the ability to hurt you when he gets out on the edges and when he scrambles. Um, but sometimes it, it appears that maybe he checks out of the pocket uh, a little too soon, maybe gives up on uh, you know some vertical routes or maybe doesn't let those routes develop long enough before he makes the decision to, 
to pull it down and, and try, try to start getting yards on his own. I mean, Coach Kelly said last Monday during his press conference, there's a fine line between, um, you know, aggressive and being reckless. And I don't think LSU's quarterback, Jane Daniels, has found that fine line yet. He's, he's a little too conservative. Uh, again, does a good job protecting the football, only one interception, and it came in the final seconds of the game last Saturday when the game was already well in hand. Um, but at some point with the weapons you have outside, I think you got to try it to at least, even if you don't connect on it, Steve, you, you still stretch the defense a little bit sure. when you throw the ball down the field. So um, it's still a work in progress offensively. And as I said earlier, I think the defense has kind of found its identity. The LSU offense at this point has not. It's been very inconsistent and very hit and miss. If I had Coach Kelly here, Chris, and I said to him, are you pleased with your team's effort? Are you pleased with your team you know, doing what has been asked to do? How would he answer that? He would say absolutely. Um, you know, he's mentioned several times that the one proud moment that he has with his team is their effort at Auburn, um, down 17 to nothing on the road. And there were 87,000 people at Jordan-Hare who actually thought, okay, this might be the game. Coach Harson and Auburn put things on the right track. Um, he's always said, Coach Kelly, that is, that this team has a lot of toughness, has a lot of grit. They're going to fight. They're going to give you everything they've got for 40 minutes. He says that's a great foundation to build on. But now to win games, big games, against good opponents at home and on the road, you've got to be able to execute. And the execution has been lacking. Um, he just says, hey, let's take this foundation of grit and fight and let's go out and do what we study and train to do every day at the practice field. So there's been miscues in special teams. The last two games have been penalty-laden by LSU with pre-snap penalties, which is unacceptable. Um, so, again, I think it comes down to execution. It's not a matter of, of work ethic. It's not a matter of working every day and practicing. It's just when you get between the lines, under the lights, you have to make plays, and that's where LSU has been lacking. Final question for you, Chris. Chris Blair, our guest here, voice of the LSU Tigers. Um, if LSU wins this game, what's got to go right for them, Chris? <laughs> they got to get off to a good start, something <laughs> they have not done in every Power 5 opponent so far this year. They were down 13 to nothing to Mississippi State, came back, won that game. Down 17 to nothing, as I mentioned, to get Auburn. Against Auburn, came back, won that game. Got down to Florida State, came up short by a point got down early to Tennessee and got blown off the field. So it is an incumbent that they get off to a quick start. Now, this is a team that, you know, when Jane Daniels is running a little tempo, uh, they're lining up quickly and he gets a couple of completions under his belt. They suddenly seem to get on track and they find those small pockets of consistency. As we've joked about many times, they are very good in the two-minute drill. They put together some great two-minute drills in the fourth quarter and in the second quarter. If LSU can find a way to do it in the first two minutes of the first quarter, <laughs> I think they get off to a good start. But, you know, playing at the Swamp's never easy, under the lights, Tom Petty day. Uh, it's going to be everything's against you. Uh, everything is at a disadvantage. So that means you have very small margin of error, and that will be key for LSU Saturday. Chris, as always, I appreciate your time and good stuff and safe journey here. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for taking the time. Looking forward to you. Thanks, Steve. You got it, Chris. Thank you. Does a good job. The play-by-play voice of LSU, Chris Blair, joining us here on Sports Scene. Uh, the playoffs underway now. Braves and the Phillies in Atlanta. Uh, it is scoreless there in the first inning. Uh, and as the games are going on all day, 
We'll try to keep you abreast uh, of what is happening uh, with these uh, divisional playoff series. We'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. I, I think Chris articulated uh, what's going on with LSU uh, really, really well. And uh, if they don't get off to a quick start, that could really be trouble. Because, again, not that Florida is an offensive juggernaut, but it can get ugly in a hurry in this league, especially if you turn the ball over, things like that. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Lauren Halpern. The Cleveland Guardians will travel to New York tonight to take on the Yankees. The Guardians are coming off of a two-game sweep against the Tampa Bay Rays in the wildcard series. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.37 p.m. Find live coverage and updates right here starting at 7.30. The Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the Rangers tonight in New York, too. Puck drop is set for 7.30 p.m. In Gator sports, the football team defeated Missouri 24-17 in the Swamp this past Saturday. They'll continue the fight at home against LSU this weekend, with Mick Hubert as voice of Mr. Tubitz. The volleyball team came out on top in a five-set thriller against LSU over the weekend. They're now 13-3 on the season and 5-1 in SEC play as they head to Mississippi to take on Mississippi State. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends, if you're interested in joining a team that's making a difference in people's lives, that team is the Arthrex team, and they're now hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries and get people back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference, you want to make a difference and have manufacturing skills, including machining, logistics, or assembly, you can join this global company that's been named one of the best workplaces in manufacturing and production in the entire country. Arthrex is hiring at their manufacturing facilities in Florida, South Carolina, and California. Check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd.
crowd from the Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to the Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at the Social at Midtown. It is one of the top five most important purchases you're going to make in your entire life. International Diamond Center's Ryan McKellen talking about your engagement ring. We take the time to make sure that you have that peace of mind in that purchase. At IDC, peace of mind starts with a hand-picked certified diamond that is cut for maximum brilliance. And when I put my diamond up against a diamond that you can find in almost any other retail location, we're going to end up beating the competition because our product stands out to the eye of the beholder. It sparkles more, it jumps off the ring, and just outperforms. And to showcase that diamond... IDC has rings from premier designers like Takori, Viraggio, Henry Dossi, and many more. IDC carries brands that other stores are not even allowed to carry. And then you get the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry, backed by a family who stands behind every purchase for life. Our integrity is paramount. We take care of your ring for life. We invite you in as an extension of our family. But you always know that you're getting top quality products. So that peace of mind that the customer gets is unbelievable. International Diamond Center for that once-in-a-lifetime purchase at Celebration Point. Gator fans, make a fashion statement this season from a huge selection of shirts, jackets, backpacks, hats, and hundreds of other Gator Gear products at the UF Bookstore on campus at the Wrights Union. Gator Gear is among the most fashionable gear you can have. Choose from hundreds of orange and blue designs, plus the largest selection of new Jordan sideline apparel and Nike collections. In school or out of school, the UF Bookstore is the place to gear up for game day. Wear the orange and blue to every game, indoors or outdoors. Get yours at the UF Bookstore. Go Gators! October is National Pedestrian Safety Month and a time to remind everyone that pedestrian safety is a shared responsibility. Pedestrians, walk on sidewalks, or if a sidewalk isn't available, walk facing traffic. Watch for cars exiting driveways or backing up in parking lots and remain visible at all times. Motorists, failing to yield to pedestrians in crosswalks could result in a citation and points on your driver's license. Remember, pedestrian safety is a two-way street. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Soon, it will be time to make important decisions about your Medicare prescription drug coverage. Shine counselors provide free, unbiased help in selecting a Medicare Part D or Advantage plan. If you have questions, Shine can guide you through the enrollment period ending December 7th. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Later on in the week, Scott Rabelais from the Baton Rouge Advocate is going to talk to us about LSU. Uh, you're also going to hear from Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. Lots of guests coming up as we go on. And later today, two more high school football coaches will join us too with big games this week. Let's get uh, Jake. Jake, hi. Hey, Steve. Um, I guess you're still taking comments about the uh, whether you're happy or not with the team. Mm-hmm. Well, I am. I'm supportive of them. Uh, I think they've done pretty well for what 
they've gone through so far. Um, I think if we could beat LSU, which is not going to be easy, I don't think. I think it's a three-point spread with the pundits, which tells you they think it's going to be a close game. But I believe if we beat LSU, then we're going to win at least eight games this year because I think we can beat Vandy. I think we could beat South Carolina. And I really think we could beat Florida State. I don't feel that great about Texas A&M, which is bad because I can't stand Jimbo Fisher, but he seems to really do okay against us. Um, and the couple times we've played him, I guess, maybe we've only played him once with him, have we? Do you know? I know we lost that game where the guy fumbled. I uh, we, all think we had to that's, was go down there. And, I think that's, that's right. That's the only time we played him. I think okay. that's right, but I could be corrected. Okay. So, anyway, I think, you know, like I heard you and Shane talking the other day, and Shane's, you know, right like he virtually always is, that the defense is weak, okay? Got one real good player, Ventrell Miller. The rest, not so much, although Hill stepped up the other day. If it wouldn't have been for him, we would have lost to Missouri probably. So, uh, the defense, I think, is still weak. Uh, the the offense has its moments, so I think for a first year coach coming in with what he's got, we've done pretty well. Um, let me ask you one question, and I know it's hard because you know you're on the air all the time and with the team. But what has been your your feeling on how Brenton Cox has done since he's got here? I feel like he's been a disappointment coming in the first five star we had, and I mean he's made some plays, but he's had a lot of penalties on him. It uh, seems like he gets back in there sometimes, like, you know, hard to do, chasing Hendon Hooker or whatever. But, you know, if he would have got him on that play, might have been a Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, let me, I'll get some calls to take, Jake. Um, I think he's had some decent games, but I think a lot of those games have come against lesser competition. It seems, it, and again, my I don't have a statistic in front of me. I don't grade the tape. It just seems when the competition gets a little higher, he doesn't seem to put up the numbers. But again, I'm not, I don't know what he's been asked to do, whatever. Uh, I wouldn't say a disappointment. Uh, I would say, though, for the hype uh, of whatever star he was, you know, good enough to play, good enough to start, uh, flashes occasionally, but I think lacks consistency sometimes. Well, that's exactly that's the best way of analyzing it. All right. Because he came in as a five-star. Thank you. Jake, thank you for your call. Let's get to Tony next. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Hey, uh, before I get to your question, to expand a little bit on your guest from LSU, um, there was a play in that Tennessee game. It was third and one, and um, he, and Kelly had set it up to have one-on-one on the outside. Um, Daniels drops back. He looks right at it and he just decides to run straight into the line. Kelly on the sideline starts yelling at him. You had one-on-one, and then he just puts his head down and starts shaking it like crazy. So uh, that goes a little bit into why he only has one interception also. He just doesn't take chances. Yeah, um, and, and that's, again, that's the same thing that Napier's going through with Anthony Richardson. Same thing. Exactly. In a, in a different exactly. way, but new coach, new quarterback, it, it's it, it's it's a learning curve. It is. Yeah, and that goes into my next point. Look, I'm super optimistic. The only answer here is that you're very optimistic of the direction of the program. 
and what Billy Napier is doing. If you follow recruiting, if you follow culture of the program, people on Twitter and stuff like that, you know that he has flipped his culture. And with regards to recruiting, look, the biggest game this weekend is Tennessee, Alabama. You look at our recruiting visitor list for this weekend, and it quadruples that visitor list that Tennessee has. Okay, we got some monster recruits coming in this weekend for this game, and they're not going to Tennessee, Alabama. So when it comes to the direction of the program, I'm extremely optimistic. Now, let me tell you, this season, I'm a little bit frustrated, and it has nothing to do with wins and losses. It has to do with this, man. Look, it doesn't take a bad gator to say that Tim Tebow was not a first-round draft pick, right? But all it took was one team to fall in love with him, and he became a first-round draft pick. You're going to be able to put a highlight reel tape of all of Anthony Richardson's plays that are highlight-worthy, and at least one NFL team is going to fall in love with him and disregard all his other deficiencies. So as a fan, I'm here going through this roller coaster season, especially behind center, and I'm not going to be reaping the rewards of that because Anthony's going to be gone because that's going to get back to him. That's going to get back to his agent. That's going to get back to his handlers that he's going to be a first-round pick, and he's gone. He's not coming back next year, guys. So anybody who thinks that, stop right now. So that's where my frustration comes in, and I know that we should enjoy the process, right? But I'm still a little bit frustrated because of that. All right. What do you think about that? Um, well, I mean, look, when you have new coaches, sometimes they can come in and have an immediate turnaround, you know, with other people's players. Because maybe that coach went on to a better job but left a good team behind. So it just depends. But look, the, the bottom line of all of this is Anthony Richardson should go. If he's exactly. going to be a first-round draft choice, he should go. He'd be stupid if he didn't. I agree. But look at the benefits. Tony, i got to run for some other calls, my man. Thank you. I appreciate you. D, Hello. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, I, I had before the season, I had eight and four. Um, and if the, and this is, like you said, Steve, uh, in the summer, there's going to be some swing games here. You know, the Kentucky game, this game, the South Carolina game. Uh, there's some swing games here that we have to win because uh, and you can't be losing at home, man. We've already lost to Kentucky at home. You can't. You, you got to beat LSU at home. You got to beat South Carolina at home because after that, after this game, we got Georgia, and then we got Texas A&M on the road. So, uh, like I said, man, we've got to find a way uh, to, to keep winning these games. And, you know, as far as the program, Steve, I've, I'm kind of like Tony in a little bit. I'm frustrated uh, because the, the team is the only thing we can kind of hit our um, hitch our wagon to is the running game. Uh, the quarterback has been inconsistent. Uh, the defense has been inconsistent opportunistic but inconsistent and other than the Tennessee game uh really haven't you know thrown the ball down the field that much and like you said Tennessee played a defense that was uh that fit Anthony Richardson's um it was right down his alley playing man so like I said man I knew it was going to be a struggle with the talent we had but if we just continue to scrape out these wins I think we can get eight all right thank you D appreciate you um, I, I'm going to throw out what I said earlier about when people talk about Napier and the offense. He had an experienced quarterback in Levi Lewis last year. Okay, They threw the football 405 times last year. 
His quarterback, Lewis, threw 391, 20 touchdowns, four picks. Pretty good. They ran the ball with four people, Lewis, Bailey, Smith, and Montrell Johnson, over 500 times. So it was a run-heavy offense. Well, what are we seeing now? So it isn't like he was a pass-happy guy at Louisiana and came here and was running the ball. They ran the ball. Johnson, 162 attempts. Smith, 153. Bailey, 102. Lewis, the quarterback, 100 rushing attempts. And then 24 other attempts, other guys. So I'm just trying to say to you that what he does. 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. We're going to talk to Oak Hall's football coach R.J. Fewer next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. So many people here are getting real lasting joint pain relief from QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I would recommend QC to anybody. The work that QC Kinetics did paid off exponentially. It brought me back to an effective age of almost in my 20s and 30s. QC Kinetics uses cutting-edge regenerative medicine, natural biologics from your own body, precision treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your aching joints with no meds, no steroids, no drugs, and no downtime. I got a very quick resolution to my pain. It is a all-natural therapy. You're using you to fix you. I got my life back. I got my smile back. And best of all, I got my last back. Don't live with that pain anymore. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Learn more about regenerative options from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! As a small business owner, you've got aims to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every aim your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other aims, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Next time you're driving around town, check out the car in front of you or alongside of you. There's a really good chance that that's a Southeast Car Agency tag. Why? Because the Cousins family has been selling vehicles here in North Central Florida for over 40 successful years. And only one kind. The best in late model, low mileage vehicles. No new vehicles. Steve Russell here. I drive one myself. Have for years. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue or online, secars.com. Southeast Car Agency. 
Trick or treat? Don't worry, there's no scary animals here. Just cute furry friends who need your love. This weekend, join the Humane Society of North Central Florida, Puppy Hill Farm Animal Rescue, Hales Angels Pet Rescue, Alachua County Animal Resources and Care at PetSmart on Archer Road for a not-so-scary adoption event. No tricks here. Bring home your new best friend just in time for Halloween. That's this Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4 at PetSmart on Archer Road. Why do we have to be told not to repay evil for evil? Because revenge is our gut instinct. You wrong me, I wrong you. You hurt me, I hurt you. You cause me pain, I'm done with you. But God says wait. You can't fight sin with sin. Even when it feels justified or fair to respond to evil with evil, the only winner is evil. A suggestion. Choose a different way, an honorable way. Make the choice not to retaliate or hold a grudge, but to forgive. Now, sometimes people will not want to reconcile or acknowledge the pain they have caused. If you wait for them to make amends, you might be waiting for your entire life. Yet we're called to forgive regardless of how they respond to the wrong they've done to us. This is what we see in Jesus on the cross. He teaches us to forgive others as he has forgiven us when we don't deserve it. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. Visit rightfromtheheart.org and click television to watch our TV spots. That's rightfromtheheart.org. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Clouds and sun this afternoon. It'll be breezy as well with gusts up to 15 miles an hour. Warm temperatures will have highs in the mid to upper 80s just before we get to the dinnertime hour. Then tonight, increasing cloud cover, patchy fog tomorrow morning with lows near 70. Cloudy highs in the mid 80s tomorrow with a good chance for afternoon and evening storms. Localized flooding will be possible. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, and now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. If Russ goes to Denver, got a lot of young talent there. Well, Russ has been part of the problem here. Can't pin it on, you know, just the young talent there. Broncos defense has played pretty well. And then you watch last night, and they're just not a good football team. They're not a the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Phillies up early on the Braves. 2-0. Philly. They go to the second inning. High school football, Oak Hall has really had a nice season so far. As in winning, winning, winning. Their coach, R.J. Fewer, now joins us as they're going to try for their, I think, their seventh win. Am I right, R.J., seven wins? About six. Six. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. You've been scoring at a high rate since, you know, the opener that you had back in August. Is that the strength of your team now? I mean, you've played good defense, too, but if I, if I had to force you to say what's the strength of my team at this point, <laughs> what would you say? Well, I'm also the defensive coordinator, so I'm a little biased. On this. <laughs> but, but um, you know, our offense is doing really well. Um, we have two really, really good running backs, kind of a two-headed monster 
kind of call them thunder and lightning. We've got a bigger back in Abram Jerkins, um, who uh, for, a, for a bigger guy has, has really good feet, but he, he also can, can run over people. And then Briggs Copeland um, is, I think, fourth in our conference in, in rushing and third in touchdowns. So, and then we're able to spread it out a little bit more, too. I think when you and I spoke last time, um, my goal, um, even in the spring, was um, to be a little bit more, more multiple um and we're able to do that with some some athletes with mike peterson jr at receiver and, and dylan preventures our uh senior tight end and carter dykes and then dakota brower our quarterback is really growing he's only a sophomore he's growing literally and figuratively he's put on about 20 pounds since last year and he's grown about two or three inches and then from a just a you know he was forced into action last year midway through the season because our senior quarterback got hurt so that you know, it's kind of trial by fire, but um, that really helped him in terms of experience. So, um, you know, it's it's coming together pretty well. We have Cedar Creek Christian Friday, um, which is going to be a tough team. They're they're four and one, and and they're uh, they're definitely a ground and pound team. They um, we have film on them from Eagles View. They threw the ball twice the whole wow. game, so they've got couple big backs. Some real. It's funny because it, it seems like every team we play, you know, they're they're bigger than us up front, but you know, testament to our to our guys and, and our system, um, you know, we're able to to move the ball and 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 possess the ball, which as as a defensive guy I like. Um, time of possession is good, but um, we've just got to clean some things up. I told the guys, you know, we we in the past three games we've had, and I hate to even say this out loud, but uh, we've had six touchdowns called back um, penalty, from penalties. A couple of those were a little questionable calls, I think. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but there were some, though, that were you – know, we were the block in the back is a block in the back, you know. And, and so we've got to clean that up, especially when we get into the playoffs. And, you know, I told the guys, you know, when we're in closer games, those things will kill us. But um, but I'm proud of the kids. I mean, we're, we only have four seniors, so it's a still a young team. And we're still growing. Well, Mr. Defensive Coordinator, are you pleased with your defense? <laughs> we are. We're uh, – we're averaging, um, giving up ten points a game, so uh, uh, you know can't uh, can't uh, be too too disappointed with that. Um, and uh, we've got some some guys that are stepping up. We've had some injuries on both sides of the ball. We uh, against Eagles View, we had a freshman start at center because our starting center was out. But uh, defensively, uh, yeah, you know I always you know you always want to get better. We had some missed tackles last week and. You know, that's always an issue. I think that's an issue at, at all levels nowadays. Tackling is just not very good, you no. know, just because people don't practice it enough because you're afraid of, you know, I hate to say it, you're afraid of injury, you know, and, and we try to practice as much uh, as much as we can uh, live tackling, but, you know, you always are, especially getting towards the end of the season and when you're already bumped and bruised. So tackling has to get better. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're I'm pretty happy – where we are right now i just um just don't want our kids looking ahead you know they're already talking about rankings and why are we ranked here and this and that and i was like let's just take you know control what we can control and, and you know next team up because you know they're young right i mean they're 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 they got to kind of keep them focused and and realize like we're, we're not in the playoffs yet <laughs> let's, yeah let's we got two more regular season games well it's funny you said that because that was gonna be my last question to you that you know kids now you know, with all the devices they have, I mean, they they, they know you know where mm-hmm. they are and what they're doing, and and I and I guess 
uh, you did, to keep them grounded, I, I don't know what you do, but that is a bit of a concern, right? It is, yeah. Well, you know, with Harvest last week, we played, and they were they were four and one, um, and it was it was fourteen to three at the half. Which I told my coaches, I said, I'm actually kind of glad, you know, that you know it was six three after the first quarter, and we drove uh, had about an eighty yard drive and scored right before the half, uh, and so you know we were in a little bit of a dogfight, which I was glad. We ended up kind of pulling away, ended up 41-3. to three, But I told them, I said, you know, look, you, we came out flat, and that's my point. Like, we can't do that. You know, you try and tell them that. You try and convince them of that. But sometimes it's kind of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're kids. They're kids. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're kids. So you got to keep them grounded. But I'm, I'm excited for the for them. Um, I think they're, they're doing well, and it's a good group of kids. And, like I said, we're, we're young. Out of 31 guys, we only have four seniors. So um, just got to continue to coach them up and keep building. Yeah, it bodes well. Uh, again, uh, on the road, Cedar Creek Cedar Creek Christian for uh, RJ yep. and his O'Call team. Thanks for doing this, RJ, and good luck this weekend. Thanks for having us, Steve. You got it, Coach. Thank you. RJ, if you were doing a great job over at O'Call. Rick's been waiting a long time, so, Rick, I'll sneak you on here. Hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, three points to make today. Your opinion on any of them, certainly welcome. Uh, your show. First of all, if you've got a problem, the only way you can fix a problem is completely identify it and go after it. You can't put new tires on a car when the engine's blowing and expect the car to run any better. And a lot of people, I think our coaching staff is admitting the problem. Some of the callers, including myself possibly, are way off base. You can't fix what you can't identify. Do you agree with that statement, Steve? Um, I, on the surface of it, but I'm not sure how it applies here. Well, just the fact that I'll give a great example. We keep talking about Richardson's feet. Well, his feet are making good plays in many cases, but listen, I've got great feet, but under certain circumstances, they stink. Is that can you identify with that statement? Yeah, uh, I I think sometimes I don't want to say this without sounding condescending because I'm not trying to be. I, I I often say this: I'm not in that locker room. I'm not in the coaches' meetings, and we don't get to talk to assistant coaches anymore. So you know what we can glean from certain things. We don't know what they're what they're trying to do. We don't know what the play call is supposed to do. We don't know. We don't see the defense. So it's really hard sometimes, without all that knowledge, to understand, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. Well, and I believe in the coaching staff. So let me just say they'll they'll eventually get around to correcting everything if they haven't already addressed it. But my final comment was: we keep talking about lack of third-down conversions, which especially in the last game, <clears throat> we're trying to do it with a running program, which is our strength. But, golly, typically in a third-down conversion, you're looking at passing, and we just don't have the weapon there to pull it off with the pass. And what do you feel about that? Well, they were, done with it. they were three of 11, I think, on third down. And, you know, part of that, I remember Urban Meyer telling me this, Rick, he had a chart, and he let me see it, of the exact percentages, because uh, he always used to say, stay ahead of the chains, stay ahead of the chains. Well, what he meant was, if it's third and three, you've got an X percentage chance of making it. If it's third and nine, you have an X percentage chance of making it, and it's a lot less. 
So some of that, and I don't have it in front of me, some of that is the distance you're being asked to make on third down. And if you don't have a dynamic passing attack, well, then it is harder to you know stay in front of the chains and have better downs and distances. Well, then you got to get your running backs to do it for you on the first two downs, which, again, we've got the running backs that maybe need to get more touches. I certainly believe our, our better receivers need to get more attempts. But uh, that being said, I appreciate it, and you have a good day. Rick, Steve. thank you for your call. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. We'll end by talking to Cornelius Ingram. His Hawthorne team will take on a really good Union County team in one of the best games in the area we should see all year. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Bennett Solomon. Cleveland Guardians will travel to New York tonight to take on the Yankees in Game 1 of the ALDS. The Guardians are coming off of a two-game sweep against the Tampa Bay Rays over the weekend in the Wild Card Series. Coverage of tonight's game starts right here at 7.30. Tampa Bay Lightning open their season tonight as they face the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden. Puck drop is set for 7.30. Longtime voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert was announced today as the honorary Mr. Two-Bits for the football team's upcoming matchup against LSU on Saturday. After defeating LSU twice over the weekend, Gators volleyball returns to action on Friday when they travel to Mississippi State to take on the Bulldogs. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Song. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Being careful these days with your budget doesn't mean you have to settle for inferior quality jewelry at a mall store. If you're used to shopping in malls and never been into an IDC before, I want to personally invite you in. International Diamond Center owner, Keith LeClaire. We've got something for everybody. It doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter if you need financing. We'll make it happen. As a manufacturing jeweler, IDC is able to cut out the middleman. Our diamond bracelets, we buy the bracelet, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. Our diamond bands, we buy the mounting, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. So you're cutting out all that 40% that's in the middle for these manufacturers. And that's for superior quality jewelry with free service for life. When you come into IDC, you're going to get better quality for less, period. International Diamond Center. The one thing I'll guarantee you is you will make a big financial mistake if you don't shop IDC. At Celebration Point or visit us online at shopidc.com. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. So you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown.
Hi, this is Dr. Kim Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. If you're nervous about going to the dentist, we may have a solution for you. It's called IV Sedation. IV Sedation has been a big hit in our office, and we've been able to help many get the dentistry they've been putting off for years because of it. IV Sedation helps you relax and recover quickly with little or no memory of the procedure. Many of our clients won't even consider having their dentistry performed without it. Learn more about IV Sedation at ExceptionalDentistry.com or call us today at 332-6725. Dollar General is a proud sponsor of the 2022 ESPN Events College Football Tailgate Tour. Looking for really low prices on the items you use most? Then stop in at your nearby Dollar General, where you can get in, get out, and get on your way. Dollar General is your official retailer for tailgating and home gating. whether you're on your way to the stadium or watching from home. With brands you know and love to make game day your favorite day. Dollar General. Save time, save money, every day. Autism. Did you know that one out of every 44 children in the U.S. is now identified as having an autism spectrum disorder? At the Autism Society of Florida, we've spent over three decades ensuring that people with autism enjoy full participation and self-determination in every aspect of life through initiatives like drowning prevention, first responder training, advocacy, and support groups. Become a member of the Autism Society of Florida. Visit AutismFL.org. AutismFL.org. How many times have you looked around your house and said, one day, one day I'll add that pool, or remodel that kitchen, or maybe even take a dream vacation? Here at Radiant Credit Union, we say that day could be today. With our low-rate home equity line of credit, you can access the value of your home to make your dreams a reality. We offer an easy application, low rates, and in some cases, no closing costs. Radiant puts your home equity in your hands. Visit RadiantCU.org slash HELOC and get started on your home equity line today. Federally insured by NCUA. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Nick here. And you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Braves get a solo homer. Now, Philly 2, Braves 1, bottom 2. Well, it should be a terrific Class 1A football game when Union County will take on Hawthorne. And Sam, go ahead and put the music down for me. Thank you. And uh, Hawthorne coach Cornelius Ingram joins us here now. CI, welcome. As always, glad to have you. Uh, This on paper, my friend, this is what kids play high school football for this should be a heck of a football game <laughs> absolutely absolutely um you know we've just been stressing to our kids and i'm pretty sure coach thomas he's doing the same thing with his um you know they set them they set themselves up to be in this position um great season so far on, on, on both sides and um well coached union county team man. i can't expect nothing but a great crowd atmosphere um there's a lot of buzz behind the game. So our guys are definitely excited to be a part of it. You know, you've played all these bigger schools and been mm-hmm. successful. I imagine that that's had to have helped you as you get ready for a 1A school here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I can say this, Union County ha- has done the same as yes. well. So um, they're gear- gearing up for the for the playoffs, and that's been our entire goal. 
um, all season um, to play up and, and to be prepared for the playoffs. So uh, this is a great opponent. Uh, Coach Thomas has done a great job at every school he's been at. He has some great players, um, some big Division One prospect type of players. So um, it should be a fun night of, of high school football. And you talk about, you know, the lower class being 1A. Um, but the magnitude of this game is almost like it's a 6A or 7A game. No question about it. Uh, when you see Coach Thomas's team on tape, CI, what do you see? Um, they're very disciplined. Um, they do a lot of things well on both sides of the ball, like I said before. Um, you know, having guys who, who really stand out and being Division One prospects, you can tell on film, um, whether it's the D-tackle, um, the receivers, the, 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 the corners, and then they have a mobile quarterback um, who, who, who does it all for them. Uh, just a physical team, physical team, playing at home. Um, you know, we didn't have opportunity to play last year, but the year before last we played. So it's been kind of, you know, a big-time buzz, not, a, not only around um, Hawthorne, but just throughout the area in general. Uh, you've had some, you know, little nicks and injuries here and there. Are you pretty healthy going into this? Um, this is probably the, the the healthiest we've been all year. My DN um, is still questionable. Uh, he had a bad ankle sprain. I'm sorry, bad knee sprain. Uh, probably about three weeks ago in that same game, my son, who was the quarterback, he suffered a, a, a ankle injury. So he hasn't been a hundred percent yet, but he's he's getting back healthier. Uh, you know, and one thing about us, you know, we're kind of, you know, next man up mindset. And then I think some of these younger players have had an opportunity over the last uh, two or three weeks to, to, to show us that they're ready. Um, they've proven themselves. So, you know, regardless, uh, we'll be prepared to play. We're, it doesn't matter if guys are 100%. doesn't matter if guys um, doesn't play. We'll, we'll be prepared to play. And uh, that's what it's all about. And I think our guys are enjoying this entire process. Uh, I'm going to end with this. I asked R.J. Fewer, who was here a minute ago, because his, his team's unbeaten too. And look, mm -hmm. they look at rankings. You know, why are we ranked here? Why, why aren't we there? Are you? Do you have some of that with your group? And how do you keep them grounded? You know, not looking ahead to certain things. Um, you know, and, and it's hard. It's hard with a lot of you know outside noise, uh, family members whoever who who pay who pays attention to that kind of stuff and that's when your team get complacent yes um that's when you get beat you know so you know my mindset after every game I try to even practice us the next practice even harder than the time before and I try to keep my guys humble as possible um I think I do a really good job not only me but 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 our coaching staff and we always let them know rankings don't mean anything um there's things come across my desk where I see it or I hear it you know, um, and and doesn't make your football team whether you rank high or not. Um, so on any given Friday, um, just like the SEC, uh, you can be beat. So uh, we try to remain humble. Uh, our guys kind of just come to come to practice and work hard and prepare the right way every single week. And um, I think that's why we've had some success over the last couple of years. I'm going to end. Uh, I did think one more thing. Look, you, you watch Florida play, and I know yeah. some fans are upset or frustrated or whatever that is. The offense isn't this. The offense isn't that. But it's a first-year coach who's you know getting to know his team and vice versa. As you mm -hmm. watch Florida offensively, C.I., 
What are your thoughts? What do you see? I think I think we're definitely improving. Um, when you have a special talent uh, like Anthony Richardson, um, who can do things with his leg, legs and arm, um, just just having him confidence and comfortable uh, with the offense that, that that we're running on Saturday is the most important thing. I think the big numbers will come. Uh, and being a ball player, also being a coach, the offense takes takes a lot longer than the defense. So, you know, I, I just, you know, continue to hope that our fan base stay patient. I think Coach Napier and the coaching staff are actually doing a really good job um, thus far. And just imagine when you get all of his recruits in, all of the kids he wants to play a certain position, a certain size, a certain speed. That takes time. And then, and of course, it's all about chemistry on the offensive side of the ball. So um, I think we're definitely improving, and I think we'll definitely continue to improve. Okay, it's going to be. It should be a terrific game at Lake Butler with Hawthorne and Union County this weekend. See, I wish you luck, and uh, as always, my friend, thank you for taking the time. Absolutely, thanks for having me. You got it, CI Cornelius Ingram joining us here uh, on Sports Scene. All right, let me get to a couple of final emails here, and then we will call it a day. Uh, let's see here. Peyton says, "My question today is. I, th- I thought I answered this yesterday, but I guess I didn't." If your coach is Nick Saban or anybody else, does a loss to an FCS program at all in a season automatically put you on the hot seat to some degree? It depends. If you lost to an FCS team and you won your other games and you made the playoff, is anybody going to care you lost to an FCS team? No, they're not. I would think most people would not. So... If you are eight and four, seven and five, and you lose to an FCS team, yeah, you might be on the hot seat in your words to some degree. Um, Jeff says, "Good to see Mickle be the honorary Mister Two Bits." I agree. Content with the team, happy at times, frustrated at times, but overall, what I expected for the most part. Entertaining to hear the quick fix opinions of the fan base, as unrealistic as they are at times. I trust Coach Napier to make the right decisions and build on the solid foundation he's established. I think the uncertainties with the future of AR and his return next year are my biggest concern. Can't worry about that. Can't worry about that. You got to worry about this year, and then you know whatever happens happens. Um, Mike says, if Napier's bend but don't break formula to win defensively, he's playing such soft coverage that teams easily compete seven to ten yard uh, complete seven to ten yard passes mixed in with runs all the way down the field while taking eight minutes off the clock. It's been successful. When you play that style, uh, you don't run many plays. Uh, you're not even going to win divisional championships without a strong downfield passing game. Throwing the ball sideways doesn't work in the SEC. Uh, and it gives him an A-plus for off the field and a D on the field. Okay? I'm going to give you an A for listening today. Thank you. Sam, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Scott Robillet from the Baton Rouge Advocate tomorrow. Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus among our guests. We hope you're here to join us. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day as you listen to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
left Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850.